0: The Northwestern Football Wildcats of 2018 had all the elements of a championship team. They were well coached, they had hungry talent, they were tough on D. And the offensive pieces of QB, veteran line, and good receivers, they had all three. But this team that won a tough nine games did not always have such immaculate fame. Adversity had shown in many places, took many shapes, tangible and not, and got in all the Wildcats' faces. It started with the debilitation of Lark, where for the next three weeks, the running game was, let's just say, stark. But his loss on the field became a gain on the staff, and to the offered pity and sympathy from outsiders, he would flash his trademark smile and laugh. There was also the case of Clayton Thorson's knee, to which he came back and performed successfully, to become the all-time leader in wins, touchdowns, and yards, for which he would quickly recredit his center, tackle, and guards. And always, there's the outside skepticism, the lack of faith, the doubt, to which Fitz and his boys used to grind and work, and always seemed to figure out. The opening win at Purdue put them at 1-0 in the Big Ten, starting the season off-right. And best of all, it was done on ESPN in the national spotlight. Then came a string of home losses. In succession, there were three—against Duke, inexplicably to Akron, and those damn elusive Michigan Wolverines. External noise grew and questions were raised, superficially impulsive and annoyingly loud. But the bonds of brotherhood this team industrialized gave them a protective shroud. The Cats responded with force, defeating the 20th-ranked Spartans away, and followed it up with a comeback for the ages against Nebraska the next time they played. Defeating Rutgers gave them consecutive win number three, and in the process they found a new running back. Bowser Ball would begin its spree. Win number 5 was sweet because it came against the Badgers, the pick to win the West. And thus began the earnest march to a divisional championship, something the next few weeks would surely test. A loss to number 3 Notre Dame humbled the Cats for a week, but a great rebound win against rival Iowa flashed teeth and widened cheeks. And the way they won, how it got done, was the greatest joy. The Cats out-defensed them, outran them, and beat them with a physical ploy and with some help from their conference foes, they clinched the West that day. But the journey wasn't over, far from it. If the Cats were gonna be champs, they were gonna do it the right way. They won the next week at Minnesota while the world put them on upset alert. And if that didn't bother them, neither did the cold, as they warmed up on the tundra without shirts. They held onto the hat the next week on Senior Day, making it four in a row, and putting a cap on an eight and one conference record as they readied for Indianapolis's big show. But most good things come to an end, and so did their Big Ten title hopes. But they certainly gave the Buckeyes a tussle, at times pinning them up against the ropes. Still not a bad showing for this team that most had forgot, and it goes to show that when it seems as though a Fitzgerald team is out, they're most certainly not. Which brings us to the postseason, the Holiday Bowl in San Diego, CA, where once again many thought the Wildcats were only going to play. But in true 18 fashion, they clawed through the odds and championed the underdog role, and beat the Utes going away with five turnovers in the second half they stole. This team was interesting, they were exciting, quite the season to watch. They overcame countless adversities and pushed their backs off of that wall when many expected them to botch. Though they didn't finish highly ranked and not always pretty, they certainly got the job done. They grinded, they worked, and they did it the right way. It's why in our hearts they're number one. It's these kinds of seasons that we'll remember. More peaks than valleys and flats. With your colors flying, we will cheer you all the time. Fight for victory. Go Cats! Hey, Calix football fans. Chappie here. And we're going to do a little mini-cast, or a handful of chips, if you will. From time to time, myself and the Bipster are gonna chime in with various little anecdotes and stories and pieces that relate to the national college scene, but also our primary teams of coverage. For those who are just tuning in and not familiar, I am a contributor to Wildcat Report, which is an online publication that covers Northwestern athletics, primarily the football team. And so this season, I had the privilege of working with a great editor, Louis Vaquer, who has run the Wildcat Report for quite some time, and they do a great job of covering the in-depth looks and analyses of Northwestern football, their recruiting, what's going on offensively, defensively, special teams, some behind-the-scenes stuff, coaching, basically everything that goes into the Northwestern football culture. And recently, this season, the Northwestern Wildcats completed a pretty tremendous season where they finished 9-5, and five, but more impressively they were 8-1 and one in regular season Big Ten play, which was good enough to earn sole possession of the Big Ten West Division and an opportunity to play against the mighty Ohio State Buckeyes in the Big Ten Championship, which unfortunately they lost. But they put up a pretty good showing in two out of the four quarters of play and really a lot of fight all throughout, but they just ran into a team that was so much better. So what we're going to do on this little mini cast is this senior class accomplished quite a bit. In four plus seasons, they won 36 games, 26 of them were in the Big Ten, and that's the most in program history. They also captured their first Big Ten West division championship, and again, like I mentioned, they went to the Big Ten championship. They also won four straight, uh, or I'm sorry, they played in four straight bowl games, winning three of them in a row the Pinstripe Bowl against Pitt, the Music City Bowl against Kentucky, and then this past season, that great come from behind down 20 point victory over the Utah Utes in the Holiday Bowl. So what I wanted to do was kind of give these seniors a a shout out and a send off, and some of my memories of these seniors, what they've done, and also some of the impressive stats that they compiled. So we'll start on offense. Number 18, the quarterback, Clayton Thorson. He was a four-star recruit coming in, but always a star in our hearts. Over his four years of service as a four-year starter for the Wildcats, he compiled 36 wins in 53 games. All of those were starts, by the way. He came back from an ACL injury to lead this team to the West Championship this year. He did it with character and devotion. Recently, he was married to his girlfriend of a long time, Audrey, And we know that Audrey is going to be well taken care of by a fine gentleman and somebody who is going to be a big time member in his community wherever it may be. And good luck to Clayton in this year's upcoming NFL Draft. Clayton, our most memorable moment for you was your 42-yard touchdown run on a zone keep versus Stanford in 2015, the opener where the Cardinal came in ranked 21st in the country They had some high hopes going into that season, and the Wildcats shut them down mainly because of the cool play of number 18 back behind center. That touchdown run gave the Wildcats the lead for good, and they never looked back, and really, that was the start to a a 10-win season for the Wildcats, and... Clayton Thorson clearly is going to go down as one of the top quarterbacks in Northwestern history. Statistically, he owns the record for most wins, he owns the record for most games started, the most pass attempts, the most passing yards, the most passing touchdowns. I mean, the guy has really carved his name into the record book and will probably be etched in there for quite some time until another four-year starter comes along. So again, Clayton, thank you for all your service. It's been fun watching you these four years. Moving on to wide receiver number two, Flynn Nagel. Now Flynn was a late commit, originally had looked at going to Duke University, changed his mind and decided to come back to Evanston. He's a Chicago area kid, uh, had some brothers who played for the Wildcats and so His family knew Pat Fitzgerald and they knew what the culture was like here in Evanston and I think that was a big reason why he made that late decision switch when a scholarship opportunity opened up and fortunately for Northwestern and Northwestern fans it did. Being a a legacy, all of his older siblings played college athletics, all of his brothers played college football. He's the sixth child. Uh, He's the ultimate sacrificer. He's a humble warrior. When a pass was needed to be caught over the middle, he would go and get it. When a first down was needed, Flinney was a guy who would go to the sticks, get there, dig his cleats in, and do whatever was necessary to catch that football, regardless of any potential harm to his body. Nagel finished in the top 10 in Northwestern history in career receptions and receptions in a season. He was a three-year starter and led the team in receiving two years and was number two as a sophomore so in the three seasons that he really played his freshman year was cut short to injury and unfortunately due to logistics he was not able to redshirt but in really the three years he put on that northwestern uniform and played a full season he was a leading receiver out of two of those three years and then was number two in his sophomore year Um, he played big versus Michigan State he had a total of 23 catches for 279 yards which was good for 12 yards per reception. Two big touchdowns against the Spartans. One came in 2016 when his touchdown and catch and run along the sidelines, a great catch and a great tight roping job, took it to the end zone, really put the the Wildcats in a position of strength where Michigan State really couldn't come back from that. But the most memorable touchdown is my most memorable Flynn-Nagel moment, and that was his game-winning 22-yard catch against Michigan State in 2017. Now, I had the great fortune of being there. That was my second game in attendance at Ryan Field, and I had the privilege of going with my brother, who is a big-time Michigan State fan. Not Bip, but uh, my brother Josh, and we also went with my dad. So the three of us, it was kind of a cool father-son trip. And we got treated to a great game, but for me it was even sweeter seeing one of my favorite players, one of my favorite all-time Wildcats make that catch across the middle, fight off a defender or two, and tote his uh, body over the plane and into the end zone for the uh, eventual game-winning touchdown. Um, He caught a pass in all but two games that he played in. I mean, the guy was just a mark of consistency for the Wildcats did what was asked of him and did it very well. In fact, at one point this season he was the leading receiver in the Big Ten, but then injuries and defensive game planning kind of took him out of that running, but he still had a pretty memorable senior season and unfortunately was not able to play in the final game of the year uh, all the way through. But Flynn Nagel, we thank you for your service and thank you for everything that you did. A lot of memories in Wildcat Purple. Continuing at wide receiver, it was also a kick returner, Solomon Vault. So Solo probably had more fame on the kick returning end. He had four kick return touchdowns in his career, which is most in Northwestern history. The guy was 0-60 fast. Once he got the ball in his arms and saw the lane that he needed to get to on a kick return, he took it and took it to the house four times. The most memorable Solo Vault moment was his 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against Duke back in 2015. This was big because it shifted momentum. It came right after uh, the locker room talk at halftime. It gave Northwestern the lead, um, and really they never looked back from that point. So Solomon Vault uh, couldn't really get going offensively like maybe he had hoped, and, and there was some lower body injuries that plagued him this past season and the season before where he was out for the entire year, but the guy was electric and certainly will be one of the most memorable kick returners in Northwestern history. So, number four, Solomon Vault. thank you very much for your your service, Solo. Continuing on the offensive side, we're going to get to offensive guard number 71, Tommy Doles. Tommy Doles, I can sum him up in one short sentence. He is somebody who you would be extremely proud of if you were his father. On the same token, if your daughter, for those of you who have girls, like myself, this is a guy who, when he shows up at your door and says, good afternoon, Mr. Chapman, I'm here to take out your daughter, you have no reservations, you have no hesitancy, you want to shake his hand, you want to look at him, and you know that people are in good hands. He's a future leader, somebody who I really hope at some point decides to run for President of the United States, and I can tell you that he would certainly get my vote. He's a disciplined guy. He served, uh, he plans to be an officer in the army, which speaks volumes of the, the character that this young man has. Um, he's full of character. He's, uh, one of my favorite quotes that he said is, my favorite part is doing something that's difficult but rewarding. So as a Northwestern student athlete, that's what really drove him was the idea of doing something, doing it well, but the, the challenge that's involved. In being an offensive lineman and being an officer training and being a Northwestern student, which brings high academic rigors without all the extracurriculars, Tommy Doles did all this and he did it very well. Really the only flaw we could find about Tommy was, according to Clayton Thorson, he's said to be a bad dancer, quote, his best move is getting back in his stance. Um, but Tommy's going to have a chance to redeem himself on the dance floor he will be getting married soon to his uh, fiance Bethany, in a recent engagement, so congrats on you guys, the, the lovely couple. He's a three-year starter on the offensive line. He also played on special teams on uh, field goal and PAT situations as a freshman. The guy always has a smile on his face and is always up to doing whatever is asked of him. He. Feels that he has to be the best in all areas of his life, and that shows why he's involved in the thing that he things that he's involved in. My most memorable moment from Tommy Doles is basically uh, not one single moment, but a string of moments throughout the three years that he was a stalwart on that offensive front. If you watch any film, if you go back and look at any of the touchdowns, he's the first one to congratulate the ball carrier, or the receiver, or his quarterback on any touchdowns. Um, When the team would go and sing the fight song, which they they did with pride and with joy 36 times in his four years on this team, uh, he was the one with a big smile on his face, the nice crew cut, he's got his fist raised in the air, he's bellowing out the song, so you see a lot of passion. This guy. really bleeds wildcat purple and and those are the kind of guys that you want in this program and we were very fortunate to have tommy um and any interview that he's done he's a humble guy he's very well spoken and he speaks volumes for this program and he's probably one of the best ambassadors that northwestern wildcat football has so number 71 tommy doles we thank you for your service and a special shout out from a a fellow michigander Uh, glad to see that you represent the the mitten state well tommy Moving on to offensive guard, J.B. Butler, number 59 for the Wildcats. Now J.B., he is the son of a bulldog, and really the word bulldog is the word I used to describe him in our preseason preview this season. The guy does not shy away from any challenge. He is not intimidated by any defensive lineman. In fact, he's going to be the first guy to protect his teammates if things get chippy, if uh, shoving is going on, J.B. is going to be right there in your face. He's a walk-on who had some uh, scholarship opportunities at lower schools, but decided he wanted to be a wildcat, and uh, like I said, he's a son of a bulldog, but he's really a son of a bitch to handle. He's a loyal guy. He had a quote saying that he would walk through fire for Clayton Thorson, which is exactly the mentality you want to have from one of your offensive linemen, and as a former quarterback, that's exactly what I want to hear from one of the big guys protecting me up front. Started for two and a half years, which is pretty remarkable considering that he was a walk-on and just another in the great legacy of walk-ons in the fine tradition that they have at Northwestern University. The most memorable part of J.B. Butler's career is, you know, I talked about the fact that he would step up for his teammates. In the Music City Bowl in 2017, he kind of initiated a personal foul against Kentucky And I don't think he did so uh, to be a jerk, I think he did it to send a message because there was a lot of talking going on about SEC football and there were even some Kentucky players who were questioning the toughness of this Northwestern team and so as a former coach I look at something like that and I say okay I'm okay with Tommy sending a message early on and when uh, a Kentucky linebacker was going to go and start to get a little bit after the play JB stepped right in and said, I don't think so. You're not going to do that to my boys. Uh, So we weren't going to be intimidated by the freaking SEC, and that was something that JB established early on. So that's my most memorable JB Butler moment. So number 59, JB Butler, thank you very much for your service. You will be missed. Number 72, offensive tackle Blake Hance. He's special because he's always protected Clayton Thorson's backside or blindside. So for four years, he's played left tackle, and at times he maybe had to be taken out for injury or for counseling, but uh, nonetheless, he he was never replaced for good, and that's saying something in the Big Ten. Left tackle is a very tough position to play, and I think he got a lot of criticism throughout his time, and some of it maybe wasn't exactly fair, but the guy, anybody who can say that they're a four-year starter in the Big Ten, protecting a, a quarterback who's going down as one of the top five best in Big Ten history in Clayton Thorson, that's really saying something. So, Blake Hance, your most memorable moment for me was the 2015 season as a freshman. You made uh, freshman all Big Ten. Like I said, you started uh, predominantly the whole season, but also in that Iowa game this year in 2018, only two sacks from the number four defense from the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, they only got to Clayton Thorson twice, and one of those two sacks was by a safety from you know, a blitz that wasn't really conventional. So great performance by you and your offensive line, 184 rush yards on the ground at a time where really the run game was needing to prove itself again. You're a grinder, you push through injury, uh, your mental toughness is really unmatched. And so Blake Hance, I, I thank you for your service and all you've done for Northwestern Wild At running back, we've got the flying Hawaiian, number one, Chad Hanaoka. Another walk-on in the glorious tradition of standout walk-ons at Northwestern University for their football program. He was the former video guy who, when the story came out that he wanted to try out for the team and be a part of the football program on the field and in practice, Coach Fitzgerald kind of looked and said, who, the video guy? not great in size and stature he stands about 5'9 goes you know roughly around 170 pounds but the guy has the heart of gold and perhaps from most circles that I've talked to the hardest working and one of the nicest guys in NU history he earned the number one jersey this year and you don't get that just by a popularity contest you have to earn it you have to work at it and his teammates knew that All the work and all the sacrifice that he put in for, in his first three-plus years, very little gain or very little return on his investment other than personal satisfaction. It was great to see Chad earn that number one jersey this season. His most memorable moment was a third down and long conversion against Iowa in the third quarter, one that set up the great diving catch, which turned out to be the game winner by Bennett Skoranek. Another honorable mention for Chad was the Nebraska game where he had a 14-yard catch-and-run when they were down 10 points. And then also in the Rutgers game, there were some memorable pass protection blocking that allowed passes to be made, and also in that Nebraska game as well. So hailing all the way from off the mainland and in the state of Hawaii, Chad Hanaoka, we thank you again. At wide receiver, number six, Jelani Roberts. Now Jelani had a four-year career here at Northwestern, coming from the state of Maryland. He was really known as a guy with speed. He was a jet sweeper type. Um, perhaps maybe stood out most was his immaculate hair and the smile that he carried. Again, another guy smaller in stature, but really was lightning once he was uncorked on the edge. His memorable moments included the touchdown in 2017 on a five-yard jet sweep against Illinois, which really put Northwestern up for good in route to a 42-7 domination over the Illini. He also had a touchdown in the Music City Bowl that season later on and, and really was a weapon coming off the edge and could have been utilized maybe a little bit more in the run game. But Jelani Roberts, thank you for what you've done here at Northwestern. Sticking at the wide receiver position, there's number 23, Stephen Reese, who played both wide receiver and defensive back, was primarily used on kickoff coverage and kick return units throughout his career. Um, in 2016, he was a key member of that kick return unit that ranked 26th nationally of all teams in college football. Stephen Reese is probably going to be known most for his hair, the long locks that he used to have. He cut them Early on in this season, but uh, he was also known as the Juice Guy. And probably the most memorable Stephen Reese moment was him doing the Macarena and shaking that Juice caboose in 2015 against Minnesota, his true freshman season. So he's graduated, he's going to be moving on, but thank you, Stephen Reese, for your contributions to Wildcat lore. Continuing on the offensive side of the ball at Superback, we've got Trey Clock. And I put him at Superback, and he wore number 39 because that's really the position he was used first and foremost. He did have some stints on the offensive line and in special teams PAT and field goal work, but like most offensive linemen, um, he didn't do anything for personal glory. He just grinded, he worked, he kicked butt when called upon, and in short yard heavy situations, he was typically used there as a third superback or a third tight end fullback type. He was a grad transfer The last two years coming over from Georgia Tech, so you knew he had intelligence, you knew that he brought some of that southern nastiness with him. But I think it's clear his most memorable moment was the 20 yard touchdown catch for uh, a score in the Holiday Bowl this year in 2018, um, which really put the Wildcats up for good in that game. And coming up with a big smile on his face, you could tell the Uh, The adrenaline was pumping. He had that big chunk of reddish-green grass turf from the end zone stuck in the front grill of his his face mask. But it really was quite a captivating moment to cap off a brief but memorable two-year career here for the Northwestern Wildcats as somebody who, again, sacrificed, did what the team needed, even though personal glory and personal stats were not something that jumped out at you. So, Trey Clock, we're going to miss you. Thanks for your service here at NU. Another Superback. Who also changed positions here and there was james prather number 44. now in his career james had three catches for 23 yards um, he had good hands he's a solid special teamer very reliable person considered to be one of the more valuable members on that team according to teammate and real good friend clayton thorson he was versatile obviously as he started out as a defensive lineman then moved to superback And when the ball was thrown to him, he had a very impressive and sticky set of mitts on him. The most memorable James Prather moment for the Wildcats was his nine-yard touchdown catch at Wisconsin in 2017 in a game that the Wildcats really could have used and had a chance at tying and coming back in that game. But Prather's touchdown catch was probably the most memorable moment of his career. In addition to all the... um, non-statistical but gutty performances that he showed, again, in those short yardage situations where he and number 39 Trey Clock would come out and and really do some damage and and hammer down on the defensive linemen and linebackers that opponents threw at him. Uh, And contrary to Tommy Doles, it is reported that James is considered to be one of the better dancers, and he got the Clayton Thorson seal of approval. So James Prather, thank you for what you've done here as a Wildcat. And finally closing out on offense is a former offensive line coach who has moved on in a vertical movement to be the new head coach at Eastern Illinois University and that's offensive line coach Matt Cushing. Now Cush worked a lot with a lot of combinations and at times took some heat but in all you could say that he molded a group that paved the way for the all-time leading rusher in Wildcat history, Justin Jackson. His group were partially responsible for 36 victories in four years four bowl games which included three of them victorious matt was a man of character and still is and a a person of compassion for teaching and that's how we know you'll be successful at eiu coach good luck to you and the panthers and thanks for everything that you've done here at northwestern and now a quick word from our sponsor That's all. Now let's get back to the good stuff. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, we're going to start with number 99, our D-tackle Jordan Thompson, JT as he's known. 35 consecutive starts from this stalwart from Cincinnati, Ohio. Jordan was an emotional and spiritual leader that raised the spirits of his team. He is somebody who you could say got better every year and... By his senior year, he had a career-high 30 tackles, six tackles for loss, three sacks, three passes broken up, and two forced fumbles this championship 2018 season. He was a big reason for Northwestern's defensive success against the Rush, in which they finished in the top 25 nationally. The most memorable Jordan Thompson moment came in this season's opener against Purdue in the national spotlight. When he was triple teamed many times, he recorded a sack and two tackles for loss. You could also look as a honorable mention memorable moment for JT. In 2017 against Bowling Green State, he forced a fumble where he just destroyed the offensive line to get to quarterback James Morgan. You're going to be missed, Jordan, and unfortunately we, we miss seeing you in the Holiday Bowl, but we thank you for your service here at Northwestern and best of luck in the NFL. Another D-tackle, number 92, Fred Wyatt. Now Fred is the second Wyatt that's been a part of the NU family. His father Buddy was a coach under Gary Barnett and shortly after. Fred played in every game in his last three years as a Wildcat and what stands out most about Fred is that he earned his way into the starting lineup. He became a starter for the last two-thirds of his senior year so he started the last 10 games of 2018 at a position where really he wasn't looked upon to be a fixture in that starting lineup, but to start the final 10 games when things really started rolling and in the heart of that schedule, that's saying something, Fred. He's known most for working in the communities, especially at Camp Kesem with Coach Fitz and Patty Fisher and others. So that's one of the most memorable moments that I can take away from Fred Wyatt. But on the field versus Notre Dame this year in 2018, Fred had six tackles, which included a quarterback hurry, two tackles for loss against a good Irish offense and offensive line. So, Fred Wyatt, thank you for your service here at Northwestern. You're going to be missed, number 92. At Sam Linebacker, number 32, Nate Hall. Nate's a a three-and-a-quarter-year starter. So, basically, he started the last few games, last four games of his freshman season, and then every game that he was healthy for the last three years for the Wildcats. In my opinion, Nate is one of the most underrated linebackers in NU history. He finished number five or better in tackles in all four years that he played, which included his four-game-plus-and-change freshman year, where he came off the bench and was really the first linebacker or the fourth linebacker in that group, and then, due to injury, started the last four years. Sorry to see your senior year cut short this year, Nate, but obviously the knee and other ailments were too much for you to to go through, and we know that you have the heart of a a lion, so for you to be sidelined, it's really something physically that had to have taken you out. Uh, Coming out of the talent hotbed of Ohio, I'm glad that you chose Northwestern as opposed to going to maybe some other local schools. I'll remember you for having maybe the broadest set of shoulders in college football that I could ever remember. Seeing you speak at some of those post-game pressers, it was impressive to see how wide the horizon of your shoulder span went from left of the screen to right of the screen. Nate could play the run and defend the pass both very well. He stopped the Bulls while he ran with the Gazelles. So what I mean by that is out in space and some of the Tougher slot receivers in the Big Ten, Coach Hankowitz and Coach Fitzgerald were not afraid to slide Nate Hall out into that slot coverage or out into open space because they knew that he could run and cover those now screens and those quick passes effectively. As good as Nate was and as tough as he was on the field, he was a humble warrior off the field and didn't really carry a lot of. vibrant swagger with him, but he let his play do the talking, and he certainly let his pads uh, be the, the loudest thing about him. You could bring him on a blitz, or you could drop him back in coverage to mess with the quarterback's reads, and it did, as we saw against Minnesota when he had two interceptions, and of course that incredibly athletic interception against Purdue at the beginning of the 2018 season. But maybe the most memorable moment, I have two of them for Nate Hall. First is the third down stop against Penn State and Saquon Barkley in 2015 in a game that the Wildcats really wanted to make sure that they secured. There was also the athletic interception that I witnessed firsthand against Michigan State in 2017 when Joe Gaziano forced a strip of Brian Lewerke who recovered it immediately, rolled to his left, planted, and threw a desperation pass into the deep part of the end zone, underestimating Nate Hall's athletic ability, and number 32 went up High-pointed it, brought it down, and sealed the victory for our Wildcats. So, Nate, thank you for your years of service at NU. You will certainly be missed. At cornerback, number 24, Montre Hardage, otherwise known as Hardage Island. Montre had 29 career pass breakups, which uh, files away under 6th all-time in Northwestern history. 15 of those 29 coming this season, so over half of his career PBUs came his senior year. He finished with 10 interceptions as a Wildcat, which is tied for 5th in Northwestern history. And this is pretty incredible, considering he had only one other FBS offer, and that was from Georgia Southern, and that's been well documented. He had four pass breakups against Wisconsin, which is the most in nearly two decades. That came in one game this year in a big game against the Badgers. Montre was a three-year starter and played as a 5th and 6th defensive back in a nickel-and-dime package his true freshman season. He played in every game that he was a Wildcat, which is saying something. Montre, while humble and meager off the field, at least to the media, certainly had a swagger switch that he turned on when he got between the stripes. So he was humble off the field, but certainly hubris on the field. He was first-team All-Big Ten as a senior and honorable mention as a sophomore. One of the favorite quotes that I remember from Montre is in the preseason and talking to some of the local Northwestern media, he said, you've got to love the game and do what it takes to succeed. And he certainly did, as evidenced from the fact that he went from a virtual unknown to becoming a three-year starter and one of the best defensive backs, one of the best cornerbacks in Wildcat history. Montre's most memorable moment to me, though, was his first interception against Illinois State in 2015. To accompany nine solo tackles, he made a great break on the ball and stopped a pass which could have gone for six for the Redbirds. Unfortunately, it didn't sway the outcome of the game in favor of the Wildcats, but it certainly stopped any early bleeding that uh, was going to be done. There was also his big hit on pit wide receiver in the pinstripe bowl as a sophomore where he drove through, kept his legs churning, and ran through that tackle certainly a highlight for any defensive back coach who wants to show the proper way to break on a ball, drive through your uh, receiver, and make an impact. So Montre Hardage, thank you for your service. You will sorely be missed in the future. Continuing in the secondary, there's number 41, free safety, Jared McGee. Jared, who was a former high school quarterback, became quarterback of the secondary toward the end of his Northwestern career. Always a ball hawk, a captain of the sky team, even if the sea wasn't on your jersey. He had big games against Akron and Nebraska, and always played well against Nebraska, as a matter of fact. He's a guy who almost went to Navy, but was key in keeping the Cats out of troubled waters. It was clear that he had captain-like abilities and leadership qualities, which explains why he was both a quarterback and a free safety, considered to be the unofficial captains of those two units on either side of the ball. Jared's most memorable moment was most recently in the 2018 Holiday Bowl when he had an 82-yard scoop and score on a fumble recovery that went for a touchdown. You could also throw in, an honorable mention, his interception against Pitt in the Pinstripe Bowl as a sophomore. Jared would hit you, but he was also, and first and foremost, a great teammate and somebody who would selfishly do whatever was needed. He was often used as a fifth defensive back in his sophomore and junior seasons until he earned his starting spot for the majority of 2018 as a senior. So, Jared, we thank you for your service, and as a former fellow Texan, I have a special place for you. Continuing on defense, up at defensive tackle, number 94, Ben Oxley. The Ox went back and forth between D-line to O-line and then back to D-line in his four years of service in Northwestern history. He's an academic All-Big Ten for four straight years, which is really saying something, so to stand out among a group of high academic achieving individuals is really quite an honor that extends well beyond the playing field, Ben. He had a tackle in the Big Ten Championship game and a tackle in the Holiday Bowl, so he went out in style and in big fashion against the Buckeyes and the Utes in two big games to close out his career. His most memorable moment, though, was in 2017 against Minnesota when he had three tackles and a forced fumble in a home victory against the Gophers. So, Ox, we thank you for your service and you'll be missed. Finishing out are two punters. One, who spent some time as a quarterback and also on the Northwestern baseball team, and that's number 17, Daniel Kubik. Daniel was a reliable person, a great teammate, who was literally serviceable in whatever role the team needed him. He did have three tackles as a freshman in 2014 as a kicker. Many people may have forgotten that. He walked on to both the football team and the baseball team at a university where, academically he got in, but to try out for two of those teams that compete at the highest level, it was certainly a daunting task that some people around him maybe cautioned him to not get his hopes so high, but he bucked the trend and, again, is another great example of a walk-on who made success for himself at Northwestern. Daniel's most memorable moment was his 45-yard punt against Bowling Green. He also came in for a drive against Eastern Illinois in 2015. And then even outside the box here, on the baseball diamond, he had six innings pitched, gave up one run against San Diego State in 2016 as a uh, member of the baseball team. So Daniel, wearing my favorite number, I certainly will remember you for a lot of good things and thank you for your service here in Evanston. And then finally, a grad transfer, number 49 punter Jake Collins. Now, Jake came over after a successful career at Western Kentucky University over in Conference USA. Jake was a three-time Ray Guy watch member for the Hilltoppers. He was very skilled at hanging punts and pinning opponents inside the 20. He nailed 28 of them this season alone. I was proud of how you handled three duties and placeholding duties in your time here at Evanston in 2018 when two earlier kickers had gone out. So at one point, he was a place kicker. He kicked off. He punted and also was a placeholder when he wasn't needed to kick extra points or field goals for the Wildcats. The most memorable game that Jake had was in helping capture the hat and keep it in Evanston against Illinois. Jake had four punts for a 46 yard average. He also put through a 29 yard field goal between the yellow posts. And also you could consider his game against Iowa where he kicked the ball seven times on punts with a 40-yard average. He also put two PATs through the uprights and made two tackles on special teams. So, Jake, we're glad you came over and even though you only gave us one year of service, it was memorable and it was certainly valuable helping this team to get to a Big Ten West Championship. So, Jake, thank you for your service. So, again, it should be reminded that this is the most successful senior class in Northwestern history in terms of the grand scheme of things. 36 wins, four straight bowl appearances three of them in fact three consecutive wins which is something that's never been done for wildcat football in his, in their illustrious history coach pat fitzgerald certainly talked great volumes about these seniors and what they did and what they meant to this program not to disparage anybody who came before or anybody who's going to graduate in years to come but this core group really proved that the brotherhood of this 2018 team was the glue that held everything together, and as any football fan knows, as any football coach knows, you have to rely on your senior leadership. You have to rely on the guys who have done the time, who have made the sacrifices, whether they get the stats and the personal glory, or whether they enjoy that glory as a team does, which the Northwestern Wildcats did in 2018. So again, one final send off to these 2018 seniors. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your work. Good luck in the rest of your life, which we know will be successful. And as always, Go Cats!